Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen, we got my dear friend, uh, Shelly Winter, always a ridiculous time uh, when he comes on Indisputable. Good day, sir, welcome. Thank you for my money tree for the holidays. Thank you to the TYT staff. That was a wonderful gift. And I, I use my coffee mug every morning. So thank you very much. Man, very welcome. We appreciate you coming by anytime we request it. So today, in the spirit of you know being jovial and stuff, we're going to debate top three rap artists or MCs and top three love songs. Uh, this is obviously a very subjective standard based on who we are. Uh, and I, man, when, when you got to limit stuff to three, it's tough. So, you know, everybody's going to disagree with me on some level here. And I would assume people are going to disagree with you as well. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Nobody will disagree with mine. Okay, all right. Maybe I can convince some people because I'm sure my list is different than yours. All right, uh, what are we starting with? I'm asking my producer, Jordan, what do we, which one are we starting with? Love songs? Okay, all right. Top three love songs. What are your top three love songs of all time? Going with uh, my favorite top love song of all time is uh, Stevie Wonder's "As." Um, I think there's no other song that tells a woman how much you love her uh, than the lyrics and "As." Um, when you tell a woman you're gonna love her till eight times eight times eight is four, that's never gonna happen. That means you're gonna love her forever. Um, so I just I love "As" by Stevie Wonder. It's fast. You you can dance to it. Uh, well, I could dance to it. Um, Third World, uh, Now That We Found Love, another upbeat, fast song, reggae song that I love. Um, and then you have uh, Donny Hathaway, which I think um, it's long, so it allows you to uh, you know, have fun with your, your your significant other while it's playing because it gives you that time. You know, As I'm getting older, I don't need as much time as I used to, so it's the perfect <laughs> love song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, I'm glad that none of us picked the same three. So this should be interesting. Here are my three best love songs of all times. First, Cause I Love You by Lenny Williams. Second, uh, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. And third, A House Is Not a Home by Luther Vandross. So let me explain, let me explain. Um, Cause I Love You by Lenny Williams is one of those songs. It's not a lust song, it's a real love song. And this man was trying to explain it to his friends. When you're really in love and the love of your life, you, she may be upset at you, you can't get in touch with her, uh, whoever that significant other may be. Lenny Williams to me captured all of the emotions that you have going through that phase in life and we've all been there, all right? Uh, so the way he does it, the way he takes his time with the lyrics, hell, one fourth of the song, he's not even singing. I'm convinced, I mean, he's not even, it's not words. That's what I mean by that. It's not words, it's, it's, it's ooh, ooh, ah, that's a love song, right? You don't have the words to express everything that you feel, but you got some noise, you got some sounds, okay? So that's my number one, uh, boys to men, was much more in my era. So I picked these for a few reasons. One, Timeless, all right? So Cause I Love You by Lenny Williams, Timeless. I was not listening to Lenny Williams cause he predates me. 
But his song, his music is so timeless that this song has survived the ages. So I know it, I know it word for word. I play it regularly in my home, in my car, love the song. I Make Love to You by Boys to Men, however, Shelly, that was in my era. I was probably what, maybe sixth grade, seventh grade when that came out. Dominated our elementary school, so much so that we, as young kids, we would try to mimic singing like Boys to Men, okay? So that had a real significant impact on me at that time. And then A House Is Not a Home by Luther Vandross, that's just one of those timeless songs when you really listen to the words, a house is not a home. And you listen to the content, right? So so there are a few things, musicality, content, and the way it makes you feel. When you hear the, the analogies he's making, the comparison he's making, he's really talking about connection, love, and family. And that's the kind of connection that you seek in loving relationships. So I thought Luther Vandross, would round off my top three. Excellent choices, excellent choices. And, okay. I, and I, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm an old househead, so that's why my ads is popular with me, and my third world yeah. is popular with me, because you know, you, you're loving some, you know, you're showing your love to somebody on a dance floor if you're, you know, there, but in a, in a not, in a non-traditional slow dance way is what you know what I mean. That's why I yeah. like those too. Yeah. All right. So I, I find no error in your selection. You find no error in my selection. Once again, totally subjective situation here. Okay, this is where. <laughs> and Dr. Richie, let me just say yeah. this. Go All ahead. It's a totally subjective. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, top three MCs. All right. What are yours? I, I got to start with the King, Rakim, um, just body of work, flow. Lyricism, um, uh, uh, an analogy, just everything about Rakim is he's always been my favorite. And and I'm a big proponent of body of work. You know, uh, I need you to have multiple albums um, to be in any top in any top anything. Uh, well, particularly for hip hop. Um, so Rakim has always been you know that guy for me. Um, but like I said, his flow, um, his lyrics, his wordplay, just always, I love Rakim. Um, uh, Jay-Z, um, again, body of work. Um, one thing, one knock, I, I, I tossed around between KRS-One and Jay-Z, um, but I picked Jay-Z ultimately. But um, one knock that I have against Jay-Z is a lot, it's a lot of um, the the topics are consistent, and that's kind of the one knock I have. But I, I, I ended up going with him over KRS-One for just my three. Um, like you said in the beginning, three is tough to stop on yeah. three. Um, but um, but I, I danced between KRS-One and Jay-Z. Um, and then Nas, again, Nas, Rakim, their lyrics, their body of work, um, their wordplay. I think One Mike is probably one of the greatest hip hop records of all time. Um, just the way he's layering um, his flow on that slow, steady beat. I think Hip Hop is Dead is probably one of the greatest songs ever written because it it is dead, but it comes back to life every couple of years. So um, I, I just think those are my three. Those, if I'm trapped on a desert island, I can only take three artists' um, bodies of work. Those are the three I'm taking with me. Uh, point of personal pri- privilege here. Uh, <laughs> I'm with all of those, right? 
I think Jay-Z is top 10. And I know I'm gonna get significant pushback from a lot of people on that. And I'm okay with that. His last his last album was a disappointment to me. That's just me personally, okay? Um, the, the most disappointed thing about Jay-Z to me was his about face on the social justice movement. Now, let me give you my variables that I'm using to weigh my top three before I tell you my top three. So I'm judging my top three based on these elements. Musicality, lyrical content, impact on the culture, impact on industry, versatility and social awareness. So that's that's my variable list for top MC, okay? So I get it, I get it. I'm just saying impact on a culture. Is that fair to apply that to music though? I understand it, but is it fair? Well, let me let me give you my breakdown because we got a few minutes left. I'm gonna give you my breakdown and yes. you can tell me did I do it the right way or not. Um, so let's put up my top three. My top three are Tupac, Queen Latifah, and T.I. And I'm going to explain, all right? Tupac, very obvious reasons. Uh, lyrical content, he broke all the rules as far as a rapper when it comes to fluidity, uh, ballad, he, did, he didn't do those things. He, he broke all the rules, uh, talked about things he wasn't supposed to be supposed to talk about, but was still mainstream, even though he talked about them. Authenticity through the roof, but also some other dynamics about Tupac that, that typically we don't discuss as much as we should. He was brilliant, he was authentic, he was maturing, he was an advocate for community, an advocate for culture, an advocate for black women. I mean, Brenda's Got a Baby is an advocate, is an advocacy song for black women. A lot of people miss that if they don't know the lyrical content. Um, Dear Mama was a song about me, about what I was going through, all right? So I, I connected with Tupac on all of those dynamics. And then look at the versatility. Uh, the movies, gang related, above the rim, poetic justice, gridlock, juice, and about eight other movies where he's featured or has a prominent role in. Okay, so you you have this this connection, and it, and and then I have to calculate, brother, his life was taken early. He has this significant body of work that goes from uh, Apocalypse Now, uh, strictly for my, you know what. Me against the world, all eyes on me. And then he ends up releasing more albums after he's dead than he did when he was living because of the body of work he already accrued before his life was taken from us. So that's why Tupac is at the top of my list. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah was actually the first female rapper to get an Academy Award nomination. Obviously, she went on to win a Grammy. I think she has more than one Grammy. But let's be very clear about who Queen Latifah represented. Queen Latifah. Became a mainstream rap artist by advocating primarily for black women. So in her song lyrics, there's a there's a quote. She says, "Instinct leads me to another flow. Every time I hear a brother call a girl a B or an O, trying to make a sister feel low, you know all that got to go." She came out the gate contrary to the typical rhetoric you would hear from male MCs about women. She came out with one song and said, who you calling up mm, the B word? She said, who you calling that? Uh, making her stake 
drawing her line in the sand, saying it won't be that kind of party over here. I advocate for black women, you will not be calling them that. And she was still able to make it, living single, hit series. She goes on to sing at the Nobel Peace Prize concert. She sings this song, 2014, versatility is there, lyrical content is there, impact on culture, impact on industry, all of that well within tact for the queen and social awareness top notch. T.I., let me explain T.I. You and I both know Tip, and we both are good friends with Killer Mike. You and I both are good friends with Killer Mike. Killer Mike's friendship with T.I. has helped T.I. become more of a social justice warrior than he would have. He would not have been, in my opinion, the social justice person he is today without the influence of Killer Mike. So Killer Mike has had significant, a significant impact on T.I. But T.I. also is my generation. See, this is another one of those generational picks. I grew up listening to T.I. What T.I. was rapping about during that time in my life, I was living it. And so there was this deep connection between the lyrical content of T.I. and what I was going through. His wordplay is amazing, but also look at the amount of albums he has. Now, some of the albums didn't do as well as others, but his lyrical content still remained very constant, very steady. And with his movies from ATL to others, he always does to me a good job. He's not, you know. A Denzel Washington, but he does a good job acting in his movies. And I think when you look at his life and the maturity of what he starts to talk about as far as social justice, you see what hip hop was really about. The hip hop movement was supposed to be about social justice. It was a movement about fight the power, fight the powers that be. So those are my top three, brother. I um, I go back, uh, Queen Latifah, I'll give you um, yeah. uh, as a lyricist, a flow. Uh, the things she was speaking on, fine. I'll give you Queen Latifah. Um, just out of respect for the Queen, Ti, I, I, I can't give you Ti. Ti to me is, is really he's in my top fifteen, okay. and he's I, I battle to keep him in my top fifteen. Okay, uh, all right, all right. Listen, and I'm from the A, man. I gotta represent the A time somewhere in my list. But it's a, but it's a biased thing on me because I I just. Southern hip hop took years to grow on me, um, and just okay. because you know, except for Outkast and Goody Mob, everybody else I always felt was a little fundamental to me. So um, it took me a long time to grow to love Southern hip hop. You know. All right, what about Tupac? We got one minute before the Tupac next show. It's a genius. Tupac, okay. Tupac's a genius. Uh, there's no no doubt he should be in everybody's top three. It wasn't in mine, but no doubt there's no argument on Tupac. Just okay. the, the was a genius. He was a genius. The the thing I always ask myself, what would he be rapping about now if he were still alive? That is just Mm. a fascinating conversation to have. Yeah, I agree with you on that 100%. And and I think some people will be surprised he won't be all the way here or all the way there. All right. Okay. All right. Brother, always a pleasure having you on the show. 